Good evening and welcome to an all-new episode of Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem. It's episode 107 and tonight I've got a really good one for you. But before we go any further, I just want to apologize for any confusion. And it was probably me that was the most confused last week. But um, last Wednesday, y'all got like two episodes because of my goofy brain. So the Saturday before that, I had taken Alex to the urgent care because earlier in the week, he kept complaining that he didn't feel good. But, you know, we both thought it was sinuses. The pollen is still terrible. But so we thought it was sinuses. And then by that Friday, he had a really horrible sore throat. So he called out of work. Well, the next day, which was Saturday, I took him to the urgent care because we were both still thinking sinuses. And maybe he needed an antibiotic. Maybe he had a sinus infection. Well, imagine our surprise when the nurse that had tested him for COVID in the triage area came out and told him or called him back into the triage area and told him that he had COVID. Uh, that was not something we were expecting at all. Well, anyway, so I was trying to stay away from him as much as I could after we got home. Plus, take care of everything else going on in the house. And for some reason, during all of that, I was thinking that I hadn't recorded an episode for last week. So I thought, well, you know, I'll just do a rewind of an old episode. And I was thinking that the Oklahoma girl, um, the Girl Scouts murder episode had actually been published the week before. Anyway, y'all, it was just mass confusion. And I'm sorry if it confused y'all too. So, he ended up with two episodes last week. But, um, in other personal news, I should be finding out a surgery date any day now. You know, my surgeon says that, you know, it should be happening in July, but I'll know for sure soon. I appreciate all the donations that have been coming in more than I could ever, ever put into words, y'all. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Y'all didn't have to do it, but I appreciate that you did. All right, on to tonight's episode. Now, you know, we just heard the news that Ted Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber, passed away in his prison cell at the age of 81 recently, like just a few days ago. Well, for nearly 20 years, Kaczynski terrorized the nation with seemingly random bombings and baffled authorities who were working against time to find him. Now, when I posted on June the 10th on TikTok about his death, the cause of his death hadn't been revealed at that time. But then on June the 13th, which was just yesterday, um, USA Today announced that his death was by suicide. Now, the source of that information to USA Today wasn't authorized to publicly discuss his cause of death, so they spoke under the condition of remaining anonymous. Now, according to that source, Kaczynski was found unresponsive sometime around 12.23 a.m. at a federal or at Federal Medical Center in Butner, North Carolina. Now, I honestly, until now, until his, his death, I had no idea that he had been in North Carolina since December of 2021. Anyway, 
you know, the staff at that uh, medical facility that it was incarcerating him, they performed life-saving measures, but soon they called for an ambulance to transport him to a local hospital, and it was there that he was pronounced dead. Now, at this time, the Federal Bureau of Prisons hasn't released the exact cause of his death. But who was this Ted Kaczynski guy? Well, let's talk about that. To do the things that he did that ultimately killed three people and injured like 23 more, you would think the guy was nuts. And, you know, maybe he did have some type of mental illness. But despite that, he was, you know, like there was nothing academically wrong with him. He was quite the opposite because he was actually a math prodigy. Kaczynski was born on May 22, 1942, to his parents, Wanda and Theodore, in Chicago. And in 1952, the family moved to Evergreen Park, Illinois. And while he was in junior high, they tested his IQ, and it came in at 167. So, yeah, he was genius-level smart. So, he, because of that, he was able to skip the sixth grade. And while that's a pretty awesome thing from an academic standpoint socially it didn't do Kaczynski any favors now before he skipped school he described his life as being friends with like pretty much everyone and he was even a leader but after he skipped the sixth grade he felt that he didn't fit in with the other kids they even bullied him and the people in his neighborhood described him as being a smart but lonely kid and I would imagine that if you're being bullied at school, you probably would be a pretty lonely kid. Now, soon he was off to high school, and he was still excelling academically, and he played the trombone in the marching band. And he was also a member of, like, the mathematics, biology, coin, and German clubs. And it was during his high school years that he would become deeply interested in mathematics, and he would spend hours upon hours studying and working out these very complex math problems. Well, because of this, he met up with a group of like-minded guys that were nicknamed the briefcase boys because, well, they were known to carry briefcases. But, you know, finally he had found friends that he could fit in with. But on through high school, he was still academically ahead of his classmates so they would place him in these advanced math classes where he mastered all that he was taught. And because of that, he was able to skip another grade, which was the 11th grade. And he ended up graduating from high school at the age of only 15 years old. And at the age of 15, he was also accepted to Harvard. And he, he became a student there when he was 16 years old. So... You know, like I said, this guy wasn't just some like some dumb guy out there milling bombs to people. Now, during his freshman year at Harvard, he lived in a home on Prescott Street. And this house was set up to be a small living space to help the younger students transition to campus life. And the following years, he lived in Elliott House. And during his second year at Harvard, I thought this was terrible when I read it. But anyway, he participated in a psychological study that was led by a, Har a Harvard psychologist named Henry Murray. And in this study, the subjects would debate personal philosophy and, and 
and like with another student that would you know i guess go back and forth and they were also asked to write essays about their personal beliefs and ambitions well those essays would be given to an anonymous person who would read the essay and use what they learned about that person to belittle the writer of that essay and y'all belittle is like a weak word for what this anonymous person would say about them it was literally a verbal attack and those encounters were recorded on film while electrodes monitored the subject's psychological reactions and then y'all get this okay that subject's expressions of anger and rage were played back to them over and over and over now this experiment went on for three years and over those three years, someone would verbally assault and humiliate those that were in this study, including Kaczynski, each and every week for a total of 2,000 hours. Well, in 1962, he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Mathematics with a GPA of 3.12. And in that same year, he enrolled at the University of Michigan, where he earned his master degree in 1964 and his doctoral degree in 1967. Both of those were in mathematics. Now, there was a short period in 1966 where Kaczynski experienced these deep sexual fantasies of being a female. So he decided to undergo gender transition. And he made arrangements to meet with a psychiatrist, but while he was waiting in the waiting room for his appointment, he changed his mind. And when it was his time to go in and talk with the psychiatrist, he talked to him about something else. Now, after the ap appointment, for whatever reason, Kaczynski was infuriated. And he even thought about killing that psychiatrist and other people that he hated. Now, Kaczynski described this as a major turning point in his life, and he said, quote, I felt disgusted about what my uncontrolled sexual cravings had almost led me to do, and I felt humiliated, and I violently hated the psychiatrist. Just then, there came a major turning point in my life. Like a phoenix, I burst from the ashes of my despair to a glorious new hope, end quote. In 1967, Kaczynski was 25 years old, and he became an acting assistant professor at UC Berkeley, where he taught mathematics. The following year, he was appointed as assistant professor, which was a sure sign that he was on track to be tenured at that university. But for whatever reason, he just up and resigned in 1969. Now, once he resigned from the university, he moved to his parents' home in Lombard, Illinois. But two years later, he moved to a remote cabin that he had built outside Lincoln, Montana. He wanted to live the simple life without needing much money and without electricity or running water. And he did support himself, though, by working odd jobs, and he received some financial assistance from his family as well. Now, his goal was to become self-sufficient, and he used a bike to drive back and forth from his cabin into town. The area that his cabin was in, though, was starting to be built up around, 
1975, he did a little bit of sabotage work with some arson and booby traps in some of these developments near his cabin. You know, he just could not stand that everything was being built up around him, taking away his peace and quiet. In 1978, he began making and mailing, or sometimes even hand-delivering, these sophisticated bombs. Each of these bombs were inscribed with the letters F.C., which Kaczynski later was saying that um, it stood for Freedom Club. Now, within each device, he left purposely misleading clues, and he took great care in putting these bombs together so that he didn't leave any fingerprints. So, you know, the FBI, which, you know hadn't got involved but eventually would be um you know they were just they had nothing to go on because it was clean basically now his first mail bomb was directed to buckley christ who was a professor of materials engineering at northwestern university on may the 25th 1978 a package containing the bomb and with christ's return address was found in a parking lot at the University of Illinois, Chicago. The package was, air quotes, returned to Chris, but he was very suspicious because he knew that he hadn't sent that package. So he contacted the campus police. Well, an officer named Terry Marker opened the package, causing it to detonate, and the officer received minor injuries. Now, later it was found out that Kaczynski had returned to Chicago for a short time in May of 1978. So that places him there. But he was there to work with his brother David and their father. And in August of the same year, though, David had to fire Ted from that job because he had written insulting rhymes about a female supervisor that he had dated briefly. And almost a year to the date of that first bombing, a second bomb was sent to Northwestern University. The bomb itself was contained in a cigar box, and it was left on a table. And this graduate student, whose name was John Harris, he comes up on this cigar box that's sitting on a table, and he opens it, and it detonated, and he received minor injuries from that bomb. Well... Other bombings included a November 1979 bomb that detonated mid-air, like up in the air, mid-flight on American Airlines Flight 444. And it didn't fully detonate. Um, it did release smoke is what I read. And uh, there were 12 passengers on the plane that suffered from minor smoke inhalation. And I also read that if it had fully de detonated, it would have blown up the entire plane is what um, they released later. But then in June of 1980, a bomb was sent to Percy Wood, who was the president of United Airlines. Now, Wood received severe cuts and burns over most of his body and face. The next bombing, though, would take place in October of 1981. Now, that bomb was sent to the University of Utah, but fortunately, that bomb was defused and no one was injured. Now, over the years and continuing on until April 24th, 1995, he was sending out more and more bombs. 
the three deaths that are attributed attributed to Kaczynski took place in December of 1985, December of 1994, and April of 1995. And those three victims were a computer store owner named Hugh Scrutton, an advertising executive named Thomas J. Moser, and a timber industry lobbyist named Gilbert Brent Murray. Now, after the incident with the American Airlines flight, the FBI got involved, and they theorized that whoever was sending these bombs had a theme of nature, trees, and wood, because he would often include bits of a tree branch and bark in those bombs. In 1995, Kaczynski mailed several letters to media outlets that outlined his goals and demanded that a major newspaper print his 35,000-word essay entitled Industrial Society and Its Future. And this was later dubbed the Unabomber Manifesto by the FBI. Now, he promised to stop the terrorism if his demands were met. And there was some controversy on whether it should actually be printed, but, you know, like, would should we give in to him or, or what? But, you know, they were they decided that because of, you know, caution and concern for the public. It was Attorney Janet, or Attorney General Janet Reno and FBI Director Louis Free, they recommended that it would be, you know, best to have it published. Well, Penthouse Magazine stepped up and volunteered to publish it, but Kaczynski, he scoffed at that, and he was like, you know, this publication is not respectable. He wanted something like the New York Times or the Washington Post to publish it, and he promised that if published, or that if uh, Penthouse did publish it, and neither the Times or Post did, he would plant another bomb that was designed to kill. Well, that manifesto had been typed out and Kaczynski referred to himself in it as either we or FC, meaning Freedom Club. Now, they were never, you know, found any evidence that there was a we. It was just Kaczynski, but he referred to, to himself as we. But anyway, I'm not going to read all of that um, that was in the manifesto on this episode, but I am going to include a link to it in the episode description if you want to read it. But anyway, once the manifesto was published, the FBI started receiving thousands of tips. And while the FBI was working on all those leads, David Kaczynski, Ted's brother, he was doing some re- this investigating on his own. He must have been suspicious that his brother, this had to be his brother doing all this. Now, he hired a private investigator named Susan Swanson in Chicago to keep tabs on Ted's activities. Now, once Swanson's investigation was over, David hired a Washington, D.C. lawyer to organize all the evidence that Swan had collected. Kaczynski's family wanted to protect him to some degree. Now, not like to keep him from getting in trouble, but, you know, they had seen what had happened with Ruby Ridge and Waco, and they were, you know, kind of in fear that there would be some violent retaliation 
to come out of Kaczynski if the FBI just came in and raided him all of a sudden. In 1996, an investigator that was working with that lawyer in Washington, D.C., contacted a former FBI hostage negotiator and criminal profiler named Clinton R. Van Zandt. He was asked to compare the manifesto to typewritten copies of handwritten letters that David had received from his brother. And Van Zandt found that there was a greater than 60% chance that the same person had written the manifesto and those letters. In February of that year, that lawyer gave a copy of an essay that Kaczynski had written in 1971 to Molly Flynn, who was with the FBI. And she forwarded it to an FBI profiler in San Francisco. And his name was James R. Fitzgerald. Now, Fitzgerald recognized similarities in the writings and determined that the author of the essay and the manifesto was almost certainly the same person. Now, for obvious reasons, David Kaczynski, he, you know, he tried to remain anonymous throughout the investigation, but soon he was identified, and soon after that, the FBI was knocking on his door asking for an interview with him and his wife and their attorney. Well, David provided letters written by his brother in their original envelopes, allowing the FBI task force to use the postmark dates to add more detail to their timelines of Kaczynski's activities. Now, the FBI assured David that he would remain anonymous and his brother would never learn who turned him in. But y'all get this. His identity was leaked to CBS News in like the first days of April of 1996. And sometime around that same time, CBS anchorman Dan Rather contacted Lewis Free of the FBI about all of this. And Free requested that they give him 24 hours before they broke the news of what was going on. So then the FBI had to hurry to finish the search warrant and have it issued by a federal judge in Montana. Now, time definitely wasn't on their side, but somehow they made it they made it work, you know? And by the way, there was an internal investigation into who had let that information leak to CBS News. Now, on April the 3rd, 1996, the FBI executed the search warrant and arrested Theodore Kaczynski at his remote cabin. A search of the cabin revealed a cache of bomb components, I can't talk again today, Um, 40,000 handwritten journal pages that included bomb-making experiments, descriptions of the Unabomber crimes, and one live bomb. And also found was that original copy of the manifesto. Now, for a while after his arrest, he was also suspected of being the Zodiac Killer because he did live in the San Francisco Bay Area from 1967 to 1969, and those murders in that area did take place in 1968 and 1969. Now, another similarity other than the dates matching up um, was that both killers were highly intelligent and both had an interest in bomb-making and codes. And both of them had written letters demanding that the violence would continue unless a major publication published their written words. 
But authorities didn't really pursue Kaczynski as the suspect in the Zodiac killings because their methods were, were different. Um, the Zodiac killer used guns and knives to kill, whereas, you know, Kaczynski or the Unabomber used explosives. Well, in June of 1996, Theodore Kaczynski was indicted by a federal grand jury on 10 counts of illegally transporting, mailing, and using bombs. His attorneys attempted to enter an insanity plea to avoid the death penalty, but Kaczynski rejected that idea, and in January of 1998, he requested to fire his defense team and hire Tony Sarah as his legal counsel. Well, after that request was denied, Kaczynski tried to kill himself. Now, it didn't say by what means or anything, but um, after that, a psychiatrist who examined him said that Kaczynski was not psychotic, but had schizoid or schizotypal personality disorder. But on January 21st, 1998, he was declared competent to stand trial, and prosecutors did seek the death penalty. Well, the following day, Kaczynski pled guilty to all charges and accepted a deal that included a sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, later he tried to withdraw that plea, saying that the judge had coerced him into making that or entering that plea, but um, his request was denied. And he started serving his time after that um, at ADX Florence in Florence, Colorado. And then in December of 2021, he was diagnosed with late-stage cancer and was moved to Federal Medical Center in Butner, North Carolina. And like I said, at 12.23 a.m. on June 10, 2023, Kaczynski was found unresponsive in his cell, and he was taken to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. Now, and it, like I said, it's believed by prison officials that he took his own life. Now, what's led them, you know, to believe that at this point has not been revealed. But, um, anyway, that's who Ted Kaczynski is. That's who the Unabomber was. Um, and that's pretty much all I've got for tonight's episode. I want y'all to be sure to check out the links in the episode description. And like I said, I'll include the link to his manifesto if you want to check it out. Y'all have a good night.